Welcome to the Brent Gold Podcast with co-host Eric Lawholm. We are building 1 million agents in 100 countries in 10 years. Now, here's your host, Brent Gold. And welcome to the big show. I'm Brent Go. This is Eric Lawholm. We're excited to be with you guys here today. Today, Brent and I are going to be talking about success principles, sharing ideas that can help you live a successful life, a successful career, successful marriage, successful in your fitness, your health, your relationships with your children. And we're excited to be with you here today. Absolutely. And the first, the first success principle we're going to cover is the principle of energy. A lot of you put so much energy into your real estate practice. You hire a coach, you pay for a CRM, contact retention manager, you hire people to build websites and to do pay-per-click and to run ads and advertising campaigns. And, 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 and you should, and all that's great. But let me switch gears and kind of maybe catch you from right field and go, how much energy are you putting into your marriage right now? Or how much energy are you put into your relationship with your significant other? And is it suffering? No, no, it's okay. It's okay. Well, is that what you want? Do you, do you, do you tolerate an okay real estate business? Or do you want a great real estate business? And do you want an okay marriage? And well, that's just going to hell the way it is. Now you're tolerating it. And so we want you to bring energy to that energy to your children, your teenage son or daughter, your five-year-old, what kind of energy are you really bringing? What kind of magic moments are you creating? Do you have a counselor? Do you have a coach for your, for being a dad, a coach for being a mom? Well, you know, you just tell them when they're good and you spank them when they're bad. There's a little bit more to it. You know, do you have a coach for your marriage and your relationship? You tell them when they're good and you spank them when they're bad. I'm kidding. (laughs) But anyways, but the point is this, bring or your health or your spiritual life do you feel close to god you feel far away from god why is that if you put energy into that are you so busy trying to make a buck you let your health go you let your spiritual life go your marriage is in the tank and you know it it's in desperate i don't know if i can do it listen to me you can do it set goals come up with a plan and put energy you can come up with certain amounts of energy to put here and watch your, your life will blossom. Eric, thoughts on some of the things I've just said about how important energy is. Well, I, I love what you're sharing. And um, one of the things that I know about you, because doing the podcast, I get to spend time with you. And you're really big on the yellow tablet, writing things down and being intentional. And another way of saying what you're saying about energy is being intentional on your marriage, being intentional with your spiritual life, being intentional with your career, being intentional with your children, being intentional in your health. And I know that those are things that you are, I am as well. These are things that we've written down and anybody can do it. And it's one thing to have a successful career, but to your point, taking a look back at, you know, how is my marriage? What can I do to make a change? How are things in my spiritual life? What can I do to make a change? Where can I be more consistent or be spending more time with God or what can I do for my health? And so it's not like a random thing and it's not just an idea on a podcast. It's getting intentional and it's writing it down and it's creating a plan and then bringing energy into those areas that we want to see improvement in. Beautiful. Well said. So you need to think about that right now. Treat your marriage like you do your real estate business. Um, or, or maybe a lot of you are 
are all in on the marriage and you're not bringing the energy to your real estate business, right? Or your health or all that. So good, good, good. Next thing is problems. Hey man, we all got them. I mean, I have things I struggle with right here, right now. Eric, do you have, do you, is your life perfect or do you got problems too, right? <laughs> right? I got problems. Yeah, Sometimes we do. Crazy stuff comes up and yeah. it uh, can be overwhelming at times. But uh, yeah, six, six, problems follow us around. It's part of life. Absolutely. So the key to overcoming problems is this word called resourcefulness. Really, that's people who get stuff done. I mean, Elon Musk, but like TGISD or something, and it stands for the guy who gets stuff done. He actually put that in his corporate paperwork instead of CFO or CEO or chairman of the board. The guy who gets stuff done, you know, G W G. SD. That's what it was. Guy who gets stuff done. They even asked him. It's a multi-billion dollar international space station, SpaceX and satellite and Tesla. Uh, he's the GS, you know, GSGD or whatever. Guy who gets stuff done. I love it. He's mixing it up. But are you the gal who gets stuff done? Are you the, are you the guy who gets stuff done? And how do you do it? Resourcefulness. I don't know how to do it, but I'll find somebody who does. I don't know who knows how to do this, but I'm going to find somebody who does. I'm just running. I can't think of what to do, but I'm going to find someone to brainstorm with me. We're going to get resourceful. I'm going to bring in experts. We're going to find a way to go over, under, around, through, smash through, do an end run, go under, go over, whatever it takes. Think about it completely differently by being resourceful. It's a fun story to illustrate this. It was on the turnpike back, you know, 40 years ago. A big semi goes in the turnpike on the East Coast. It's in a tunnel and it's rigs like 22 feet high and the tunnel was only 21 feet high. And he hit that tunnel going 70 miles an hour. And that that big rig went into the tunnel like a cork in a wine bottle. Just, I mean, it was, and it's 70 miles an hour. It went in there, you know, like 100, 200 feet in. And it was like, just jammed like a cork in a white bottle. And it was a Friday afternoon coming out of New Jersey and the freeway was backed up for miles and miles and miles. And the police come and the Caltrans workers come and the city workers come and the, the tow trucks come and the sirens and the lights and the traffic's backed up. People are honking their homes and nobody can get out of the city because this crazy trucker rammed his truck into the tunnel and everyone's freaking out and it's now hours of a backup and everyone's in panic we got this problem we got this problem we're gonna do we're gonna do and they got four or four or five tow trucks hooked up to it they're pulling and pulling they can't get the semi out of the tunnel people like you gotta go you gotta they're panicking have you heard this story eric no i haven't heard this one so it's awesome. These two little, three little 10 year olds rolled up on their BMX bikes and they're watching everything. They're watching them. And finally, this one little kid goes, Hey, mister, why don't you let the air out of the tires? <laughs> and they look at each other. They ran over and let the air out of all the tires. And they pulled that semi right out of the tunnel. But they were so focused on the problem. We got a problem and the panic of the problem. They couldn't think clearly and logically. And resourcefully about what happened, because, of course, letting the air out of those tires drop that big rig about six inches. And it was enough to take the pressure off and they could pull it out of the tunnel. Some little 10-year-old thinking resourcefully, because <laughs> they think about 
the tires on them BMX bikes always going flat. And, you know, as a kid, we're always pumping up the tires on our bikes. I love that story of resourcefulness, but how important do you think? And I mean, you've coached people for decades. How important is resourcefulness in the life of a leader? Well, when it comes to real estate, if there's an industry that you can be creative in, it's real estate. There's so many different ways you can put deals together and um, it has to do, what, what was hitting me as you were sharing is it has to do with how we use our brain <clears throat> and our brain will answer virtually any question we ask ourselves. So we can say, how can I get creative? How can I look at this differently? And so it reminds me of the first time I sold a, a condo that I owned, very first property my wife and I ever had. We had no interest in selling and we got this letter in the mail from a real estate agent. And she said, I have... Um, a person who's interested in buying a property like your property. And, you know, we're willing to give you a very competitive offer. And if you would consider receiving our offer, let us know. And my wife and I look at this letter. We had no interest in selling our condo, but like, I wonder what this is about. So we reached out to the, to the the agent and uh, she says, you want to hear our offer? Yeah, we want to hear the offer. And it was great. And we're like, we'll take it. (laughs) So the agent created this opportunity, which I guess is that she doubled, ended the whole, you know. So the, the bottom line was she had a different way of thinking about it. Instead of going, well, there's no inventory for my client. Let me be creative. And so that was the way how she used her mind differently. And so if we use our mind to solve creative problems, it can help you a lot in real estate and also in life in general. Oh, love it. Um, you just reminded me of a guy named Walsh. Um, Walsh and Tierney Walsh they're in Dallas. I forget Walsh. I'm just drawing a blank on his last name. Is a college basketball player. Love Walsh, and they wanted to live in this particular suburb of uh, um, Jordan. Walsh Jordan. Walsh and Tierney Jordan. Anyways, um, he want they want to live in the suburb of Dallas, and it is like the bomb diggity suburb. The homes are all like five, six, seven thousand square feet. Everybody has an acre or two pools in the right school district. I mean, and there wasn't a single home for sale. And he'd been looking, 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 talking about resourcefulness. He just started going door to door, knocking on doors. Hey, my name's Walsh Jordan, and I would love to buy a home in this neighborhood. Just curious to be interested and consider selling to me. There's no homes for sale. There's no inventory. He starts knocking on He knocked on the door of this home that was like, I've seen the house. Anybody would freak out if you saw Walsh and Tierney's house. It, like you would think Tom Cruise lives there. Kevin Hart lives there. Usher, um, some big, you know, Michael Phelps, some big star, the Kardashians. It's that nice of a house. And, and the guy goes, yeah, for I would for the right price. And then Walsh goes, what's your number? What, what would it take? What, what, give me a number. And he goes, I'll give you, a, he said, he offered it for X. I didn't even know what it was. And Walsh goes, done. I'll take it. I'll pay you that number. And he Walsh bought the house. They live in that home. Well, guess what? It never made it on the open market. The market was so hot. It would have gone for 700,000 more. Walsh would have paid 700,000 more for that house. But guess what? The guy says, I want X. Walsh goes, done. I'll give you X. And guess what? He lives in that house today. Pretty cool story. And um, about resourcefulness. Okay, we'll switch gears. Next one, vision. Um, the Bible says without vision, people perish. How important is vision? Well, Eric, I just want to get initial thoughts from you. you. You've seen people who have vision for their life, a plan, a dream, a goal, other people who seem to be lost. 
They have no vision. They have no plan. They, they, can't, they can't see past this week, this weekend. But I'm talking real vision. You know, how important is vision in your opinion, Eric? Well, in, in my life, I've had a vision since 1999 to do sales training into my mid-70s. So, you know, I'm 23 plus years into my vision and it's carried me through the, the ups and the downs of being an entrepreneur. Uh, but it's, it's a, a thing of I planted my flag. I literally planted my flag. And so when the tough times have come in my life, it, it never caused me to, well, maybe I'm doing the wrong thing. And so for me, vision's everything. And I know you think far into the future and um, vision is a huge part of your life. And you've got a vision for multiple areas of our, of your life. So that's something that we, we share a strong belief in vision, both of us. That's why we work together. Cause, cause you're a man of vision and I've seen that I've seen who you are and that's why we're partnering together on this podcast and that you're a coach for me, that you've helped me, you're, you're a trainer for my team. That's why, by the way, just a free shameless plug, that people would like to be coached by you or, or do it, just meet you and do an introductory, you know, get to know each other and see if there's a way to work together. How do they reach you, Eric? Um, yeah, I'm the only Eric Lofholm in the world. So if you Google Eric Lofholm, you're going to find my website, my Facebook, my LinkedIn. My, so if you're an Instagram, find me on Instagram. If you're Facebook, find me on Facebook. But uh, all my information is there. And if you're listening to this and you'd like to have a half an hour with me, no cost, no obligation, just spend time with me. I'd be happy to do that with any of our listeners. So just find me, Google Eric Lofholm, and uh, we can spend some time together. Awesome. That's spelled E-R-I-C, Eric. And then Lofholm is spelled L-O-F-H-O-L-M. Eric Lofholm. There you go. Shameless plug. You didn't know I was going to do that. But I mean, anyone out there, you'd benefit from hanging out with Eric, man. If you need a coach, you got one. All right. Next, I want to talk about um, talent versus hustle. You know, I've seen, we've all seen that guy from high school or man, he's so, she's so talented. He's so talented, but they don't seem to have any grit. They don't seem to have any hustle. If you had to choose between talent and someone with that boatload of hustle, who would you choose, Eric? I'd take hustle and grit, Brent, every single time. Me too. Me too. Because magic happens with hustle. You can figure it out. you Tony Robbins says this, man, here's the most important thing you need to get where you want to be in life, to have your breakthrough. It's one word. It's called hunger. Hunger. I love it. If, you, if, you, if you're hungry for change, if you're desperate for change, man, you're hungry. I want more out of this life. I, I want to make a difference. I want to love people. I want to serve. I want to give. And what's cool is you add value. Nice things come with that. You end up doing well financially. You, can drive a nice car, live in a nice home, travel, do those things. But I'm telling you, hustle is where it's at. And if you like, I can hustle, then guess what, baby? You can do a lot of great things. Um, um, yeah, so how, how important do you feel hunger is for someone to really change deep down? Because you can't give somebody hunger. You can't train hunger into them. Kind of in a way, they either got it or they don't. Um, what, what are your thoughts there, Eric? Well, one thing, Brent, that I respect and admire about you, um, you just went on a tour and I think you did like, was it 12 cities in 12 days? Something like that, right? In two weeks. Yeah, it was crazy. Sometimes speaking twice a day. It was crazy. And you were in, you were in multiple states 
and you know, Brand is incredibly successful and he was out hustling like he was a brand new agent. And in addition to that, Brent still to this day works with coaches. You know, some people get to a place of, oh, I've, I've quote unquote arrived. Brent's still working with coaches. He's still working on all aspects of his life because he has that internal hunger. And so, you know, it's something that, you know, anybody listening to this, you could, hey, I'm going to step up my hunger level. And part of what, what it does it for me is the clock's ticking on me and on all of us. So it, when the clock's ticking, it's one last day of my life. One, it says, Eric, let's go. Let's go. Let's for whatever it is that you want to accomplish in this life. It's one last day. And, you know, I got a fire underneath me. I'm going to do 25 prospecting touches today. Just go out there and get after it. Come on. There you go. And guess what? When you're done with that, you'll feel great. And it's not magic. It's motion. You make those 25 calls. Something's going to happen. You're shaking the tree. A peach or an apple or a pear is going to fall, baby. And you take a bite out of that fruit. You enjoy the labor of your hard work. Good for you. I love it, Eric. Um, Let's switch gears. Focus. Here's the deal. Energy goes where focus flows. A lot of you focus on, man, my my wife, my husband, that no good for nothing loser. And you're bringing energy in a bad way or all my clients suck. And I have all these low end bottom of the barrel buyers and, and it's so competitive and we're getting beat by cash buyers or or the there's no inventory. There's no inventory. There's no inventory. And what do you experience? No inventory. Why? Because you're focused on the lack thereof. How about focus on, man, how many homes are in your, where you are? Thousands. Have, have you gone and door knocked? I'm not going to door knock. Well, then did you hire someone to door knock? Hey, I'm Bill. I'm from the Brent Gove team. I'm Jan. I'm from the, the Eric Lofholm team. We're here. We're selling homes like crazy neighbor. We got buyers that want to buy right now. Would you be willing to sell your home? You don't have to do it yourself, but focus. If you're focused on what's wrong, how helpful will that be? And I'm going to tie that into our next one, Eric, which is state. If you have a bad state, it equals a good life, right? No. How many of you have someone with a really bad state and they have a good life? They have a great life. I mean, that's silly. People with a bad emotional state. If your state's wonky and jacked up and you're angry, you're frustrated, you're grumpy, everybody and everything ticks you off. I don't know anybody like that with a good life. So bad state equals a bad life. Good state equals a good life. And so I think focus flows into this. What are you focused on? What's good? Gratitude. What, what is, is it partly cloudy or partly sunny? I'm a partly sunny guy. Is the glass half empty or half full? It's half full. You know, I'm always, so, I mean, I'm, I don't always succeed at that, but I'm pretty cognizant of it. I'm pretty aware of it. How important is focus and state, Eric, in your opinion? Well, I would agree uh, that they go into each other and the cliche that we've all heard many times is you get what you focus on. Yep. And it's really true. You know, what is it that you're focusing on? And one way to, to think about it is to see the gold in others. Now, I have four teenagers and my oldest is 19 and my youngest is 15. So my 19, he's in the very last year of being a teenager. And so he got me being a dad of, of a teenager for the first time. So I made all my mistakes with my 19 year old. And now my 15 and 16 and 16-year-old, they get the benefit. And so what I, what I wasn't doing when my son was just being a teenager 
I wasn't singing the golden hymn. So now with my younger teenagers, as they're going through the teenagers, doing stuff that teenagers do. Love this. I don't get angry anymore. And I've had some recent things, Brent, where I literally have come from love and compassion instead of discipline or being harsh or being angry or what's wrong with you, just realizing, oh, they're just doing what my older son did. They're not, that's just what they're going through. They're crazy teenagers, right? That's right. And so it's, I can see the gold in them and I can show up differently for them. So it's, it's that in business, especially in our marriages, you know, I'll, I'll be on a coaching call with somebody and they're complaining about their spouse. And I'm like, do you understand? Like, that's what you're creating in your marriage. I want to look at all the things I love about my wife and not look at the, you know, the pet peeves and the things that bother me. I can focus on that or I can focus on, wow, what an amazing, incredible human being. I'm so fortunate and blessed to have her in my life. And that's going to change my state. And then the other piece I want to share, it comes from Earl Nightingale's Strangest Secret. And the strangest secret is we become what we think about. And that comes back to our earlier conversation about vision. Are you thinking about the organization you're going to build? Are you thinking about filling up that event? Are you thinking about the success you're going to have? Are you thinking about, you know, being creative in your real estate business? Or are you thinking about, man, rates are going up, inventory is down, struggle, struggle, struggle. My, my, my relationship's not working. So we become what we think about. Take a look and observe your thoughts. What are you thinking about? Brent and I think about positive stuff. <laughs> That's why we're excited. That's why we have energy because we're not dragged down by the negative, but we, we go through life's challenges, just like all of you do that are listening. We all go through life's challenges. It's just focusing and seeing the gold and looking for the good and you'll find it. I love it. Well, I think we should end this on that. That was such a great point you made um, with your kids and that applies to your coworkers. That applies to your, um, you know, your employees. It applies to your clients. You can look at what's wrong with your clients, what's wrong with your employees, what's wrong with other coworkers, whatever real estate brokers you're from, um, your children, and, and, and call out the bad. You're doing this wrong. You're doing that wrong. Or realize, you know, they're imperfect souls. You know, is everyone perfect like you? If you can all be perfect like me, trust me, I am the last. I am not perfect, right? Um, I'm I'm thinking, oh, no, you get what you think about. Oh, no, am I going to be a Twinkie? You know, it's like you got to you better think about what you want. But um, so here's the deal, man. um, I love that. So maybe let's end this podcast with this. Go tell your employees or maybe you're not an employee, but you work out of a Regis or some, go tell the secretary how much you appreciate her. What it is that, don't make it up, but what is it? Maybe, maybe like, well, there's not much, but she has a really nice smile. Tell her, hey, I've never told you this before, but you have the greatest smile. Every time I come here, you always smile. I'm just really grateful for that. I needed that today. I needed this. And it'll mean so much to them. And then go to your teenage son or daughter. Okay, what is it? Because right now they're really driving me crazy. But what is it? Oh, man, she's really an artist. And he's really the way he thinks. He's like an engineer and blah, 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 blah. So I really appreciate the way your mind works. And I really appreciate how creative you are to your daughter. And you love art. And you love dance. And, or whatever it is. Like, like Eric says, you could focus on what's wrong and you get more of it. Or you can focus on what's right and call it out in them. Call it out in your husband. Call it out in your wife. How many beautiful things you see she does. She's not perfect. And neither are you, big guy. 
you know? Yeah, and, and so lose the tune and, and start speaking life and love and build the love boat at home, build the love boat at work, build a love boat at church, quit tearing your pastor down. And why don't they do this different in children's ministry? Why don't you go help out in children's ministry and, and, and see, it's so easy to criticize, condemn and complain. How about love and lift and just, you know, be the light in a dark world. So man, Eric and I, we love you guys. Go build the love boat at your office, at your work with your clients, be love. And, and you know what? It's, it's very attracting. People are attracted to that. When you walk into the room, do you light it up or do you bring dark storm clouds with you, baby? No more storm clouds. Bring the love, bring the light, bring the joy. Practice smiling, practice smiling. People will be attracted to you. Anyways, those are my thoughts for today. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Thanks all for listening. We'll look forward to connecting with you on the next podcast. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. See ya. Okay, so here's the deal. We have incredible information, video content on my YouTube channel. Go over there and make sure you subscribe. And it's vital that you ring the bell. If you ring that bell every time I put out new content, it's actually going to notify you. And you can get the latest and greatest of what's happening at EXP. Now, don't forget to like me on Facebook. So you can also get that content. And then follow me on Instagram. We're hitting everybody high, low, and in between. We're trying to get the information out there so you can build big businesses, revenue share organizations. So go to uh, YouTube right now. Please subscribe and ring that bell. Like me on Facebook and follow me on Instagram. We'll see you out there.